Corey Murray. And I'm Charlie Penn. And you're listening to Yes Girl. This week's guest is the vocal Bible, Brandy. Girl, it was good. It was really, really good. But, you know, as we were researching Brandy, uh, it got me thinking, you know, we were debating, Charlie, you know, when certain, you know, descriptors should be used to describe our R&B greats. Yeah. There's many. There's many. Okay, I'm going to, we, we ride hard for R&B. Um, OG, one thing that came, veteran. OG, veteran. What we're talking about is that someone suggested that Chris Brown and Usher, 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 do a versus battle. But Charlie Pidd has, she, I mean, I'm just gonna let Charlie Penn say what she, what she even thinks the, the thought of it is. Disrespectful. That's the first word that comes to mind. <laughs> it's disrespectful to Usher. I, I don't even, and, and I need to say this. Let me just go ahead and put it at the top of the conversation. I do like Chris Brown's music a lot. I'm not shading his quality of hits and the fact that I will sing along to probably a good amount of them if they come on the radio right now. This is not to take same, away, same, right? Same. This mm-hmm. is not to take away from Chris Brown. We won't do that. But Usher, baby? Okay, excuse me? U-S-H-E-R-R-A-Y-A-O-N-D? Baby, tell me what you want to do to me, Usher, with Chris Brown? What, who's doing this? I'm sorry. Like, I don't understand why this is even... I thought Versus was, like, level to level. Corey, no? True. All right, you're right. Now, just to be clear, this did not come from Swizz or Timberland. This is not an official Versus request. This is they just... Know better. This <laughs> is just the internet. <laughs> or somebody said Al Gore's internet. Uh, and it was the conversation all weekend it was the conversation all weekend and to the point i was like did usher did they do a song together like what what i was like what happened and when i dig deep i was like oh but okay okay but real talk because it is news this is poppy is trendy or whatever but i was reaching out to charlie because i needed help with the language because i well a couple of things one they uh one of the writers i they they described usher as the veteran, and Chris as the young OG. My thing is veteran, I mean, I feel like that's like- Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson or Babyface or anyone in the 60s plus range, I Uncle think is Teddy. a veteran. Uncle Teddy, like, okay. <laughs> so I was like, I wouldn't call it. Cause also I feel strongly, I think Usher got some more hits in him. I do too. I think he's his stage present is still game. Like, I just mm-hmm. think he's not a veteran just yet. Although he already has receipts. Long receipts. Uh, long receipts. And then calling Chris an OG, a young OG. Chris is 31 years old, y'all. Right. He's not I a, mean, he's young, he's but young he's not a youngin'. Okay. And and then I was like, oh gee. And I was like, okay, yes, I get the gangster reference because you know, he has not been the best. You know, he's still very trash. Um for all the reasons why we know we won't dwell into right now. Yeah, his treatment of women. His treatment of women, his anger issues. But I've got to say that over the years, he still has put on some hits. And Chris. Yeah, absolutely. And just for five seconds of just neutral, neutralness, uh, I mean, like, She Ain't You was my shit. True. I love No Air with Jordan Sparks. Yes. Okay. Uh, Beautiful People. 
That was if you like that damn beautiful people. You oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, there's just a lot. I mean, but when you stack them up against Usher. There's this meme you sent me, Corey, where somebody like listed the 20 track rounds. Mm-hmm. I don't know half the songs on the left, y'all. I, I don't know them yeah. anymore. If I did, I don't now. The Chris songs were on the left and the Usher songs were on the right. I can sing every song on Usher's side. Yeah. I can sing it for you. Yeah. On Chris's, I don't know, past the hook. And I mean, I'm we, just saying. No, it's real. And let me tell you something. This is why I, I also want to underscore that Usher could come out with a bomb-ass album tomorrow and it will do double platinum because that come through with Summer Walker and the performance they did at the BET Awards. Hello. Yeah. Virtually, he gave you full performance. Yeah. And I'm just going to say it because, you know, this meme that you sent kind of shows it. You know, Usher doesn't really need a feature. He doesn't need someone to join him for it to be a bop. I'm just... Not that I'm saying Chris needs it, but he does it a lot more. I know. Right? And <laughs> just, Usher just get on the mic. He just gets on the mic. He just, he just sings. Yeah, no. It's I, true. Consistency. Like, no, it's true. But Charlie Penn, let me ask you, do you think the reason that Chris has had so many features or done features is because given his track record, given his past, his very troubled past, he has fully embraced again by the industry and by people. So he kind of needs assistance to, to be on the radio, to be received. I mean, um, that, you're thinking like a A&R, like behind the scenes person, which that's how your brain works. I love that. I never thought about that. That's probably very possible. I also think he was great about, Chris has always been great about like timely collabos, like who you want to hear him on a track with, he's going to be on a track with. So again, you know, and I do want to say this, I have zero problem with Chris Brown's music. I just started getting in my feelings when someone paired him with the man who made the Confessions album, period. Like Usher, Corey, that, that was probably the closest thing to a perfect R&B album that I can remember in my time of when I had coins to buy an album. True. I mean, I grew up in the, I know you were a baby, but I grew up in the time of Michael Jackson, Thriller, or like a Prince, Purple oh, Rain, go. and those were perfect albums. And yes, Usher's Confession was a perfect album. One of my favorite memes uh, someone wrote um, is Simbi, and they're at Sim Love. It said, it's 7 o'clock on the dock. I'm in my drop top cruising the streets. The streets. Has been stuck in my head for 20 years. Literally. Did and I have to spell that man's whole name to a melody when we opened? Cool. Like, well, like, there was this, what movie? He made an appearance in Hustlers, okay? with J-Lo and Kiki Palmer. And he came up in the club and everything slow motion. He says, Ursher, baby. And my whole heart stopped. My whole happily married heart stopped, okay? And I was just in slow motion with this man. It just took me right back to Atlanta. And you know what? What I love too about that scene in Hustlers is there's that moment where J-Lo's face you can tell she wasn't the character anymore like I think she legit was like Usher has got me on his shoulder carrying me to a club I think literally what I felt the heat like he can still give you all those feelings but also let's also give some respect to the man's falsetto okay climax challenge that just occurred during quarantine what 
the falsetto is flawless. Did no, you ever see the clip when he was hosting on The Voice and they asked him which of the performers did his song better? And he said me. <laughs> oh, you have to be good to be that arrogant. And nobody blinked. The no, girls and the like, guy were like, mm -hmm. they were like, it. well, speaking of Chris Brown, he did take the high road. He did. He's like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna entertain this. I'm only in competition with myself. Um, so I, I was actually shocked because I was expecting him to egg it on a bit, but no, he, he bowed out. He bowed but out. But you know why, Corey? Because let's do the age difference, right? Usher's got to be what? Would you say ten years older than Chris? Yeah. So that meant that eight-year-old Chris was doing Usher's moves from my way. I mean, like, in his living room. No, out of respect. Like, he was probably looking at Usher, like, that's who I'm about to, you know, I'm about to go that route. And he did, and he was great. Yeah. You know, excuse me, miss. I don't care. I, let that come on right now. You know what I mean? Like, um, that's what it's called, right? See, look. See, I got to ask. I would never Wait, you're talking about the, not, um... Usher's not Usher's song, but um, no, Chris's uh, song. Chris is yeah, yeah, it's called Yo, Excuse Me, Miss. Yeah, exactly. See, yeah. but my point is like he he did that, and I feel like it's like a past the mic moment. Like there was MJ, then there was mm -hmm. Usher, then there was Chris, but Usher's still up there, and Chris is still coming, right? But there's levels to the sport, there is levels, there is levels, and I just feel like somebody woke up feeling real disrespectful when they started this. And Usher doesn't bother anybody. So why are they messing with him? That's true. I will die on that sword. Confession? What else? Superstar? Somebody tweeted this and I had to retweet it. Superstar is the one of the greatest R&B songs of all time. And y'all know how hard I ride for R&B. Like that song comes on and I'm just like, I'm not moving till it's over. How many songs can you say that about? <laughs> Corey, you know, I know you're Usher fan. I'm just thinking about like, yeah. Like, I remember being in Atlanta, I guess, for an event, and that came on and at a club, and it was, it was truly an outer body experience. Love in this club? When that comes on in the club and you're in love? Well, just confessions. I mean, confessions alone was just, that was just beautiful. It was like all the drama, all the questions, but, but all the love. I don't know. It was just. We have to actually thank Chili, too. Because oh, without no, Chili, for which all those confessions blessings flowed, that breakup was the fire. It okay. was the best thing ever. That was the sauce on that album, and we all know it. I mean, we went through it with them on that album. But no, yeah. in all seriousness, you know, shout out to both of them because they're both very accomplished. And you know, we don't take away from we don't take anybody's roses out their vibes on this show. Nope. Oh, we'll give it to Chris too. But keep Ursha's name out your mouth, y'all, okay? <laughs> Charlie said it. So, Corey, my love. Yes. Back to Brandy. We talked to her, you know, about so many things. We didn't get to go, like, all the way there with her. Like, we'd love to, you know, Waiting to Tell Soundtrack, Moesha. You know, we could go on. Um, but I, just speaking about her legacy and why it was so dope to have her on the show, I think for a lot of Black women, Moesha was really part of their, like, cultural... Black girl magic coming of age moment. You know what I mean? Moesha sitting up in my room. What was yours? I had kind of aged out when Moesha and Brandy came out. I think I shared with you. Yeah. Uh, I think even during our conversation with Brandy, that uh, me going to buy her first album, I felt like I was too old to go buy it, but I loved it so much. But for me, my coming of age moment, the star who I associated with is Lauren Hill's Miss Education of Lauren. 
classic. Lauren Hill's Miseducation of Lauren Hill, because as I was coming out of college, you know, coming to my own self, you know, and just seeing her, what she was talking about, uh, and, and really just seeing her beauty, you know, um, yeah. granted, yes, I, I get, uh, I, I know I'm a little light skin on the spectrum, but <laughs> I really related to seeing such a beautiful brown woman everywhere. And she was beautiful. And I saw myself in her. Like, I felt like I can be a beautiful brown woman too. Um, and, and so just, there was that, there was the physical adoration I have for her, but then just you know, her music. I mean, she could rhyme, she could sing, she did gospel. Like, she had attitude, she dressed fierce. She was woke. Uh, she was woke, she carried herself well, like, I, I'll, I'll never forget, and I'm, after I say this, I'm going to stop talking. I remember being at Hampton my freshman year, uh, freshman orientation. We had our first, like, big dorm room meeting, and Miss Hampton came to speak to us. And, you know, she was so eloquent, whatever. All the things you would think of Miss Hampton would be, or, or, or really a Miss HBCU would be. And I remember someone next to me said, oh, my God, are we going to sound like you and, you know, be have poise like you when we finish? And she said, of course, you know, you're going to, you're coming out of college. You're going to, you're going to do this. And for me, I didn't want that. I wanted to be like Warren Hill. I, that's who I wanted to emulate. That's who I wanted to be. Um, so for me, she was who I really uh, gravitated towards as being my, uh, my beacon of inspiration for, for my coming of age moment. How about you? Well, you know, I agree with you. I mean, it wasn't my coming of age moment quite because I was a, in high school still, but it was, I was just as connected to her, you know, same hometown, right? We were so proud of Lauren. She went to our high school. She came back to speak to my class, you know, as an alumni, she was so connected to just Jersey and everyone there. But I remember having this really special moment with her, Corey, in like a sub shop in Jersey. Cause you know, everybody loved Lauren Hill and with Jersey it's home. And she was just there ordering a sub and we walked in and we were like, it's Lauren Hill. She was our shero. Like she was absolutely our black girl magic shero. Here I was this high school student going in the campus sub shop in South Orange to get a sub and we turned him out in Lauren Hills there and you would think we saw like God. Like we yes. were just like, and we didn't know whether to talk to her or what to do. And we just walked over to her and we thanked her and we were like, you're so amazing and beautiful. And you know, we love and adore you. And she was so dope and sweet. And she turned and she asked us our names and talked to us. And she just was like, you said, like, I guess like a real woman. And I remember thinking like, she's just dope on every level and amazing. And, and listen to that album. She went through so many different things, motherhood, breakups, like getting to know her more as a woman. Now we know all the things she was talking about. That was, I agree. I mean, I wasn't quite there yet, but it, it spoke to me. And she, can we talk about, uh, she gave us new vocabulary to use. Hello. I mean, forever, I will ever associate the word reciprocity with Lauren Hill. Absolutely. And remember those little skits with the teacher and yes. they were talking about love and life. It was so good. Oh my God. No, 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 no. No, I get it. So that's who it is for me. But I, you know what? I would love to hear our audience tell us how Brandy was that for them. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Because like we talked about on the show with her, you know, not only she had the music, but she had the movie, she had the series, she had, she had the doll. 
Oh, the dog. All the things. And I, I do have to say, Corey, I didn't share mine. I was so busy standing over yours, waiting to exhale soundtrack, which is adjacent to Brandy because sitting up in my room was on it, right? Mm-hmm. Which was epic, most epic soundtrack ever. But I think I was telling you earlier, my aunt took me to go see Waiting to Exhale when I was way too little. And I got all the learnings that ride home, okay? Like, I was like, I got all the lessons. If he does this, he ain't shit. If he does that, leave him. If he, I mean, it, but that I remember as a young woman constantly being like, I mean, I got to get it right because I don't want to end up like one of those women and waiting to exhale. Don't want to be like Bernadette. Can't be Bernadette. <laughs> Although that woman just tried to be Bernadette in that video. I know that she really did. It was the first <laughs> thing I thought about. Wow. Sisters, don't burn his car, but if you Please. need to walk away, then throw. Yeah. Little PSA. <laughs> <laughs> not that I'm encouraging it but in all seriousness we had a great conversation with Brandy it was so dope you guys get into this interview with your girl Brandy you know Charlie you know how excited I am for this conversation there, there's something about a full moon that always gets me okay what about you? Is there, do you have a mood? I have a mood because, you know, with quarantine, we were just sitting up in our rooms a little too much for me. But we had playlists from iconic artists like the one we we're going to talk to today yes. to hold us down forever. And I do stress the iconic. Yes. Corey, who's here? You know, I was about to be like, Brandy, motherfucking Brandy. <laughs> that word. I got really excited, but y'all, please welcome the incomparable brand. Hey. I'm sorry, Brandy. I got really excited. I was just like, ah, Hey, boo. Hi. Hey. How's it going? Can you tell we're excited? Can, we, can you tell a little bit? Yes. We're going to take it down a notch. No, don't bring it down. I need that. Um, <laughs> you know, it feels, it feels amazing, uh, the energy. So thank you for having me. Um, today is a good day, huh? Good, 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 good. I mean, there's so much we can thank you for. Like yeah. when Corey and I were, you know, we do this part of the show where we break down the receipts. You know all about the receipts. Yeah. And we have to start with the receipts because yes. we give all the roses, right? Um, and when we say iconic, we mean it because you, I mean, from TV to music. Corey, where do we start? You've been on since 1994. That's 26 years. You've been called a vocal Bible. You are a Grammy Award winner. You're an 11-time Grammy Award nominee, but we're just going to talk about the wins right now. Um, I listened to Babyface um, when he did an IG Live about working on Waiting to Exhale. I don't know if you caught him that day. He has some good good Wi-Fi, but this is what he said about you. Okay, He said, trust me, I've worked with so many singers over the years and the best but this little girl was one of the best singers I had ever worked with then and seen. She's, this is what he was saying of you back then. He's like, she's underrated and I don't think people appreciate her voice enough. I was so glad Whitney Houston said yes to Brandy being on Waiting to Exhale because she made a huge difference. And I'm like, that's so sweet. He took, I mean, you know, he was talking, there's no lie, but he, he was, he has no lie. Like there's no lie. On Billboard, you have two number one hits, seven top tens. Can we just talk music right now? Then you gave us a whole character that we fell in love with named Moesha. <laughs> okay? You, Charlie, you wanna, 
I mean, the braids look the of a lifetime, the fashion, the trends, the first black Cinderella. I mean, Brandy, when do you sleep? <laughs> and a Barbie doll. A Barbie doll? Wow. Well, you know, I, I have to say that, you know, I've had such an amazing, you know, life, such an amazing career. I've been able to uh, accomplish things I've never, you know, dreamt of accomplishing. And, you know, to be able to hear people like Babyface, to talk to people like yourselves, you know, um, just the love and, and the, the admiration and the support has just been um, unbelievable. And I'm, and I'm very grateful. I'm so thankful that I am, you know, um, still here, still dreaming, still doing what I love to do. Um, and just not, not, not tainted in any way, you know, yeah, and this is your now seventh studio album. Yes. Seven. We are thrilled, right? We and then you know, artwork. Can we just take a moment? <laughs> take a moment. Let's just just a moment. Appreciation. The what was the inspiration? I mean, you look like Nefertiti. Like what it's beautiful. Thank you. I was um I, I got a chance to work with Derek Blinks, who's such an amazing photographer. And you know, I've 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 been on my African, you know, black girl vibes, you know, as of as of late. Um and you know, I just wanted to capture the essence of, of who I who I am, what I was feeling, you know, uh, how pure the cover is, and you know, also just always and forever inspired by Whitney Houston. So there's a moment in Bodyguard where she kind of has her hair in beads and I kind of wanted to um to to look like that a little bit, you know. In my yeah. You know, Corey and I were saying that with every artist, right, we know that every album is a love letter to something, someone, you know, a time, a moment, growth. Yeah. What is B7 a love letter to? Um I would have to say B7 is um, a love letter to my higher self. Um, this album is, is such a vulnerable, personal album for me. I, I took this time, you know, um, to use my music as a way to heal through some of the, you know, uh, experiences that I've been through. Um, and just through the music, I was able to be honest with myself and, and, and some of the things that I've, I've gone through. And um, to come out on the other side and to finish it and to be proud of it, to um, to just be honest through your art is it's just it, it's a blessing, you know. So I'm I'm glad it's finally done. I'm glad that it's here, and I'm glad that it's everybody gets to you know hear it and and, and vibe out to it, escape. Um, I'm really excited about it. Nervous but excited. <laughs> Um, I want to go back to you. You just said like you have an album that you're proud of. And, you know, we often quote Erica Badu and she says, um, I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my shit. And we know that it's your first <laughs> album in eight years. Mm -hmm, so yeah. what was the journey for you to be satisfied to say, yes, I'm going to do this. I'm going to like, what was that defining moment? Like, no, I'm ready. I'm ready for my, 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 my voice. Not in it, not a feature. I'm ready for my voice. Um, to be there. It took me a bit because, um, you know, music is such a uh, it's 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 so a part of me. And I'm the kind of artist that, you know, I don't do music for anything but but inspiration. You know, um, I wanted this album to be, um, you know, I approached it like if this was my last project, if this was my last body of work, like what would I want that to sound like? You know, how much of myself would I put into it? And clearly I put all of me into it. And um, I went through a lot in those eight years, you know, 
a lot of loss, a lot of, um, you know, ups and downs with love. You know, I was also trying to get my music in a place where um, I could have a solid foundation for it to be able to release music that I could be, you know, um, confident about, confident of where, you know, where it's rooted. And um, so it, it took a minute, but um, I can say that I was, I was led, you know, I followed my heart. I followed my, my, you know, that creative flow that, that, that you get when you're, you're about to create something special. So I was very in touch with that. And I was able to write a lot and use music as, as my own poetry and, you know, just all of that. It just, it all came together and, you know, divine timing, you can't beat that. And you feel that and you feel it and you go with it. What song on the album would you say is most representative of where you are right now? Where I am right now? Um, thinking of all the titles. Yeah. <laughs> and they're beautiful titles too. Oh, good. Thank you. You know what? Uh, this this album, it it's a body of work that, I, that I've already experienced, that I've already come through. Um, I would have to say just the album as a whole just represents me as a, as a, as a woman, as an artist. Um, but a lot of the things that I'm, that I, that I speak about or sing about on the album, I've, I've already come through and, you know, it's, it's a way for me to look back and go, wow, I've overcome a lot, you know, but it's, it's, it's a beautiful, um, it's a beautiful, you know, work to tell, you know, certain pieces of my, my story and then others stories as well. Charlie, I know you got next, but let me do one more follow-up question to that because it makes me think every time when I see Mary J. Blige sing, she gives you so much emotion. And I'm realizing just when you said something, I'm realizing you just said something really brilliant in that because you've already gone through these things, now you can see them. Is that something artists, would you say you, as an artist, you have to wait until you've healed from something before you can sing that emotional song? Because that way you can just sing it and leave it on the stage. Yeah. Well, actually, for me, I, with this project, I used music as a way to get through a lot of the things that I was going through. Like, I, it was like my way of, of, of releasing, it was my way of escaping. And, you know, one of the things uh, Maya Angelou said that I love, she said, there's no greater agony than bearing an untold story. So I wanted mm -hmm. to tell, uh, wanted to just bear it, bear it all, you know, because music was like my last resort to just express and, and get everything, you know, out and any toxic feelings that I felt, I was able to just release that, you know, and, and, and hide behind the snares, hide behind the harmonies and, you know, and, and at the same time, you know, come clean and, and tell, and tell such a, you know, a special story for me. Um, so I use music as that, but now when I, when I listen back, it's it's not as difficult because I I am through a lot of the things that I I I, I spoke about on this on this record. So, it's just beautiful, Brandy, to hear you talk about that because when I think about so much of your music and what it means to women and how it helps us get through things, you know, and you know, we all know a good love song will just trigger that moment, that dude, that person that tried it, that heartbreak, right? And you so much, if not all of your music represents different points like that in my life and it helped me get through things. So it's beautiful to hear that it can also be that for you. Oh yeah. Like I, I feel like I can't really move anyone else unless I can, move my own my own personal needle you know yeah. um and i feel like people connect more when when they feel like it's it's you are a part of it as well you know absolutely and your sound like we were so excited to hear this because you have this beautiful 
sound, its signature sound that you've always had. I mean, it can go anywhere. It can any note, any range, but you, as soon as you hear it, you know, you know, that's Brandy and you know, what it's going to feel like, but I love how on this album, that is, it's something new. It's something different, but you just continuously bring us that sound. Can you tell me about your process as an artist and how you ensure that it's always that authentic Brandy, even though it's continuously new? Yes, that's, that's, um, you know, when you think of it on that, on that level and in those terms, you know, you know, I want to keep my sound, but I want to, you know, yeah course reinvent and evolve you know that can be difficult because you know uh you try to find it and you try to force it in a way but for me I just had to just say you know what whatever is in my heart that's that's what matters that's what's going to come through and then you surround yourself with people that get you and that respect your you know your previous work that you know help you to stay true to uh who you are but at the same time um not afraid to go outside of the box and, you know, try to sing different, different songs, different topics that may challenge you vocally. So for me, I, I always try to make sure that, that I'm doing everything I possibly can with my instrument and exploring every possible range of emotion within myself, um, that I, that I can share, you know, that's really important. And then also just, um, understanding that I have a, a, a group of people who uh, love me for this particular sound. So you want to include that. So, you know, it's, it's definitely a process, but I, I definitely keep that in, in the forefront of my mind and in the back of my mind. So it kind of just happens naturally. And speaking of that group, I know you've seen it, at least I hope you've seen it. There are literally Brandy Appreciation Days that, um, that pop up all over Twitter and Instagram all the time. Have you seen them? I haven't seen the the Brandy Appreciation Day. Though. Yeah, people just set it off and be like, it's Brandy Appreciation Day. And people will just post clip after clip of your, your a run or a moment or a performance or just like that, like you said, that vocal ability. And I was just curious if you've seen. Oh, I, I, I've never seen the, the, the Appreciation Days, but I've seen so much love. You know, I recently seen I was trending on Twitter, I had to look, I had to call one of my, you know, friends that run one of the fan sites. I'm like, is everything all right? You know, what's going on? You know, but it was all positive. And it was like you said, it was a lot of clips and just a lot of love that was shown. And, you know, that that just feels that feels amazing. It's it's a beautiful feeling to feel loved, to feel appreciated. You know, speaking of love, the first song on the album, the new album, B7, is saving all my love now. When I clicked on it, I thought, okay, this she did. She did Whitney. I get Whitney. it. But it's not. Yeah, but it's not. But is the but is it sort of a like a tip to her? Not like it is. It is definitely that. Um, but it's so interesting in the song. I say, um, you know, I'm kind of like the goat, and the goat to me is Whitney Houston. You know, so you know we have similarities. You know, I, I look up to her, but I'm not. I'm not saving all my love for you. So that is. <laughs> Like, yeah, that's, that's my that's my paying homage. But I'm also saying, but I'm not quite the same, you know, right. in terms of when it comes to that song that she sang. But I I love saving all my love. That's one of the um, uh, songs I I felt like so inspired. I went right in the booth and I just started singing what was on my mind and what was on my heart, and it, it turned out to be that. So, um, yeah, you can feel that on the track, you know. And speaking of influence. There are so many singers that have emerged after you where it's clear you were the blueprint, you know, the inspiration. Um, how does it feel to know that you've inspired a whole generation of artists? 
and the sound? I mean, I feel I feel like that was always the goal, you know, even though when it was when it was happening, when I was, you know, um, you know, trying to master my craft and to try to, you know, find what was unique about me. You know, I didn't know at that time that it would it would cause, you know, such an influence, you know, because I hear so much of 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 my my inflections and things like that. And, and so many different singers and then so many great singers, they 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 always find a way to let me know that, you know, I I was, you know, a bit of an inspiration for them. And that feels amazing. So that was definitely the goal, even though I didn't know that, you know, when it happened, it, it happened in that way. So. Yeah. Do you ever have a moment and you're like, they trying to sound like me because there's two singers right now. I won't say their names. I'll, I'll see you after we start recording. But I'm like, if this girl don't talk trying to sound like Brandy. I've had moments for sure. Corey, <laughs> <laughs> you have on your shady term in the day. I okay. have on my shady term, but I'm just like, give, let Brandy live. Let Brandy live. <laughs> One thing I want to say, um, you know, before the announcement of B7, you you kept me going with begging and pleading because I loved begging. I was like, where that song it's, I equate it to how I feel about um, Jill Scott's crown Royal. Like mm-hmm. it's a song I can play over and over again. I'm like, it's, it's not long enough. I need more. Like I need a mood. I love that song. And then a few years later, I mean, really just recently you partnered with Anderson Pack, mm-hmm. you know, uh, jet black and then yeah. love again. Love again. I'm so glad is on this album with Daniel Caesar. And when I when you know when Charlie and I were prepping for the interview, I was saying that when those songs came out, it just reminds like I miss Brandy. Oh, I good. miss Brandy. And <laughs> you know what I mean? So I A, I just want to thank you for, for coming back. But how do you choose who you're gonna partner with? Because they are very different artists. Well, you know what, to be honest, I, I don't really know what's going on out there in, in, <laughs> in the, in the music world. I've, I've, you know, I've just shied away from just knowing everything that's out there. So I've been blessed and, and fortunate enough for, you know, an Anderson Pack or Daniel Caesar to, to reach out to me to, uh, you know, see if, if I would be up to doing a song with them and, you know, and then from there, I discover who they are and go, oh, my God, I, what, what, I've been missing out. You know how how incredibly talented Anderson is and Daniel and, you know, to work with Daniel in particular, you know, for him to be the kind of um, singer songwriter he is for him to just get it, just get R&B and to continue, you know, uh, contributing to such quality, great music. I was just like, wow, thank you for for for, you know calling me. Thank you for, you know, having me a part of, you know, such an amazing record. And then the record we did was also nominated for a Grammy. So all of that, I was like, what, what is going on? I'm just, I'm just here to do a verse. I'm here to, you know, kind of figure things out, but it just, um, people really loved love again and loved, you know, the chemistry between Daniel and I and, um, and shout out to begging and pleading that song you know, I was I was going through it. I was like, I got to do something different. I got to sing something else. And so I was able to come up with something like that. Uh, so thank you. Yeah, no, it was beautiful. And, you know, you're making me think and, and I'm going back to the baby face quote, because when you came out, you were young, you yeah. were young, your voice. And I'm getting chills thinking about it, commanded attention. How did you have that knowing at such a young age? I mean, you're on the other side of it now. But back then, your voice was so mature. How did you come into it? at such a young age. Mm-hmm. You know, singing was all I had 
going for me. It was really the only thing that I felt uh, uh, confident about. Um, I have, you know, such a great mentor and my father. He, you know, he really nurtured me, nurtured my my instrument. He kept me, um, you know, inspired and always, you know, listening to what what could help my voice get better and, and stronger. And, you know, when you when you keep doing something over and over, you start to build, you know, build that that confidence. And um, I think from there, I was able to put my heart and soul into, you know, anything that I was able to sing. I, I made a rule that I wouldn't uh, sing anything that I didn't feel. And from there, I was able to. Um, to step into to step into my light and, and really do what I was meant to do. And of course, you know, you're you're super young. So you you go through your ups and downs with it. You know, sometimes you could, you know, feel insecurity some days. But, you know, my foundation, I, I would say, was really solid just from having a good dad and having, you know, good mentors around me to to help me continue to grow into to my own artists, you know, vessel. And what would be your best advice for any young woman, you know, looking to have longevity, you know, and a long, healthy career who you've always been able to just pivot and grow and reinvent and just continuously be there, you know, and be there for your fans. And it, that's never been a struggle for you. But for so many, um, you know, young artists, young creatives, just even getting their first break, you know, can be a lot. So what advice do you have for them? I would have to say that I have had, you know, a lot of struggles, you know, with anything in life, there's going to be, you know, pros and cons. I think um, staying true to yourself, you know, first of all, finding out what what your truth is, what your, um, you know, what your worth, your value, all of that is is super important because this industry can, you know, strip you from that if you're not if you don't know who you are. And I think it's important for you to know who you are. I think it's important for you to educate yourself on the kind of industry that you're, um, you're going to, you know, share your talent in. And I also feel like um, keeping people around you that are not afraid to uh, hurt your feelings, people around you that, um, that uplift you, but at the same time, you know, keep you grounded. Yeah. I think that's, that's super important. And to do everything from from an ins inspiration, you know, place. I think that's important. You know, speaking of inspiration, one other song that um, really caught my attention is uh, the Bye Bye Polar. Mm -hmm. Can you yeah. tell uh, talk about that? I mean, I, I, w I was expecting one thing. And then when I heard it, I was like, OK, this is something different. But but. I like, literally was, I just took it for literal, no, literal, literal, meaning. Literally, literal, literal yeah. meaning. And I like the, the, you know, the, the play on words. Yeah. Um, but ultimately it's about, you know, a dude that puts you through it, mm -hmm. you know? So, but, but, but tell us the inspiration behind it. Well, it's, it's something that um, I think us as women, we, we go through, um, maybe a relationship that um that that hurts you to the core. I mean, I was I was in a situation and and I'm actually speaking of of a, of a couple situations um in in that particular song. Just my my relationship with love um it it, it didn't feel like love. Mm -hmm. And I felt like um you know, for me when something at that time when it didn't feel like love, it 
it felt like it turned me against my my own nature. It turned me against just how I would I would prefer to act and and feel when it comes to uh, you know being being in love with someone, being you know loving towards myself, and you know I just had a I had a real rough time, and and I used again my music to you know help me through that situation, and I feel like even though the title is what it is. Um, if you really listen to the song, um, I think even if you haven't experienced it, you can hear my heart. You can hear um, my pain and, and just my suffering in that in that particular song. Um, but it's it's um, it's in the past, which is a great thing for me. You know, isn't it so nice to get there? You yeah. know, to go over, go down, and just say, okay, I yeah. really made it. And then to learn just to learn who you are and who you would prefer um, be and how nothing like that, I feel like nothing like that will ever um, happen for me again because I've learned boundaries for myself. I've learned how to take care of myself. I learned that, you know, self-love is really what I've been looking for all my life. And I've, you know, looked for it in, 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 in the wrong places. And um, you can't love anybody un unless you love yourself. And I, I've really learned that the hard way. And so I have a love for myself now to the point where I, it's like, I don't want to see nobody else right now. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not trying to go down that road. It's like, I don't want nobody to have my phone number. I don't want to go out on a date, you know? You're good. Yeah, I'm really good. I'm really good. You know, my mom always says, but God is going to bless you. Somebody going to pop up and you're going to be like, <gasps> and I'm like, well, I'm open to what God has for me. But, you know, I'm, I'm definitely not, my eyes are not open to anyone right now. Just staying focused on me and my daughter. I'm thinking of your daughter. I was gonna say what, and I'm taking a love question from Charlie. I was like, Corey, I'm sorry, <laughs> but get out of my lane. What do you teach your daughter about love? Yeah, and and loving herself first. Well, that's what I yeah. teach her. Is that okay. you know, um, is that loving herself first? You know, keeping God first is the number one priority. I'm trying to set the example for trusting the gut. You know, I feel like the gut is just a special. Uh, voice that we that we we ignore most of our lives. So just trying to help her trust that, and um, she has nothing to prove to, to any to anyone. You know, she needs to follow her heart. She needs to stay true to who she is, and listen to her mama. <laughs> Always, your twin. Oh my God. Yes. So what are you talk and what do you talk to her about in terms of? being a black woman in the world, right? Because we've been all thinking so much right now about our blackness, right? In this yeah. world and what that means. And, you know, it, we're magical and amazing, but we're also fragile and it's, it's rough, you know, to be a black woman in the world, no matter what. And what, how do you feel as a black woman in the world right now? And what would you say to your daughter? Um, you know, I, I feel like, of course, with, with everything that's going on, I think we're all just completely blown away, completely frazzled. But I feel like there is a foundation within us. Like you said, there's a magic within us that um, I feel like we can overcome anything, yeah. you know? And I, I feel like my daughter can connect with that. You know, she is so um, proud to be a black young lady. She's, she's proud to have a black mother. She's proud to be black in general. And it is just, um, it's such a beautiful time to, to feel, to feel like that. 
you know, and I'm just glad that she's on that path. And I'm glad that she has so many great examples to look to, not just me, but my mother and, you know, just who she's been able to, um, to look at as examples. It's just, um, it's been great to share this time with her, you know. I love that. Thank you two are such a beautiful mother-daughter duo to watch. And we just, Brandy, we love seeing you as a, a mom, you know, and thank you for always just being there for your fans. Thank you for B7. Thank I think that's big for all of us when we say thank you. And this is thank right you. on time. New music, you gave me what I wanted. You gave me what I wanted. Okay, and 2020 tried it, but this is really, this has been a, a, a little blessing that we needed so badly. Thank so. you very much. I appreciate you guys. We appreciate you. Really good to see you, Corey. I know we go way, way, way back. Way, way back. <laughs> I always, you know, have love when I see you and just good to see you again. No, good to see you. That made me feel. Thank you. <laughs> we didn't mention it when we first saw each other, but I just want you to know that, I mean, I always know exactly who you are when I see you. <laughs> Corey, Marie. thank you. Thank you. Yes. Oh, gosh. Okay, stop. I'm going to cry. Okay. I'm like, all the Andy, oh my God, you're such a sweetheart. Thank you. Love you, love you, love you. And love the album. I really, I really, really do love it. I want to talk about Rather Be. Yeah. Um, I love um, No Tomorrow. Thank you. I can go Lucid Dreams. Lucid Dreams. Yes. I love Borderline oh, too. Oh, oh that's Borderline. Thank you. That's, that's my favorite song on the album. Oh, now, it is. I'm not going to say it's in my top five, but kind of. <laughs> It's just, a, it's such a vibe and I feel your growth and, you know, and as a woman, right? Like everything you're saying, we know when we get there, right? When we get on the other side and it just comes through and it's, it's just everything that we needed right now. Special thanks to our guest, Brandy. Be sure to listen and subscribe to other great episodes of Yes, girl. Such as our conversations with Raphael Sadiq, Kelly Rowland, Regina King, and Fantasia. You can check out our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Our Heart Radio, and Google Play. And while you're there, be sure to rate us and review us. See you next week. Bye.